Howdy, everybody. Welcome to the Brother Sisters Show, a family-owned and operated podcast where two siblings keep in touch by talking about movies. This week, we're talking about Anthony's pick, Shaun of the Dead. But before we get to that, let's talk about what we've watched this week. Anthony, you're first. Well, not a lot of movies. I, I can't think of a movie that I watched besides Shaun of the Dead. But I have watched a lot of live streams um, on Twitch and a lot of YouTube videos of Twitch streamers. It's, it's a very interesting series where this guy, um, his name is Dr. K. He's like a neuroscientist. He, psychologist, all this. He, he deals with the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of like dedicated his his career with uh, exploring why gamers are addicted to gaming. So he like, he interviews and just like, it's kind of, I I don't want to say a a therapy session, but it's more of a discussion as to why that, why they are the the way that they are, Mm -hmm. um, with different Twitch streamers. So that's been really interesting. I've just been putting that on while I work on stuff. Um, and I've been streaming today was a stream day. It was very good. I felt more confident. I felt entertaining, which was nice. I can start clipping your stuff. Maybe if, if I were to, I mean, I, I eventually I will when mm-hmm. I get super confident in my, I guess, streams, this would be the first one to start because I, I felt pretty good about it. That's good. So, What did you do? Uh, we just played some Warzone. Just, uh, I don't know. I think it was the fact that people were there and I was able to interact with people and talk to people. How many people did you have? I averaged three viewers, so that was nice. That's not bad. Peak five. So Whoa. Half of a double digit. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So that was cool. What about you? What have you watched? What have you done? Um, just still the series. Um, I watch it just constantly. I just have it playing. Um, right. <laughs> but it's doing pretty well. Um, I obviously love it and we're getting a ton of good feedback. Um, my director, Avital, she'll be sending us or she'll be sending me like, just like comments and, or I see the comments on YouTube, but she'll send me stuff that people DM her. I think that's pretty cool. Pretty cool that people like still DM people and be like, Hey, this is really good. And I really liked it. Right. Not only that, but they'll send stuff to, um, like other people involved or you know, oh, like, really? just and yeah. And then they'll send that to Avital and the show send it to me. Like we just keep getting a ton of great feedback. And so that's very nice. Um, and if you've watched it, please let me know and I'll send it to her. Cause we love to just gush over everybody's nice words. <laughs> um, yeah. I also watched Shrek <laughs> because I lost, um, solid movie. Still yeah. pretty solid. I will say, I, I feel like, I don't know if anybody's done a study on this, but just the way that we view movies when we watch them as kids versus now, like it felt like, I, I can't remember the last time I'd seen the Shrek movies. What a shame. And I, I know, right. I want to say it had maybe, I don't want to, I want to say it was when I was a kid, but I feel like I must have seen them like later in life, but they just seem so different watching them. Like they don't seem as, I guess I hate to say this, but as much of a production. Right. And I don't know if that's colored with like my, the time that 
has lapsed between now and whenever I first watched it, or if it's honestly, I think the fault is in the movies that I've seen now. Like watching, like imagine watching, I don't know, like a, a really great animated movie. Like not not just great in the story, but just how it's animated. Like watch, imagine watching Soul, right? Like one of the best, most up to date, like using the most up to date technology <laughs> uh, animated movies, and then watching Shrek right after. Like it, it just doesn't it doesn't hit as like the same, you know? Because you're like, well, I know what's. <laughs> I know what there is to come. So like, this feels like I made, I could have made it and like I movie kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, I know I couldn't have, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I felt like a bigger movie to me, but whenever it finished, I was like, did I miss like 20 minutes of this movie? I wonder if like, I, I hope not, but I wonder if people will look at soul kids who like were my age when I watched Shrek now mm. grew up, 20, 20, 21 year old and watch Soul and be like, yeah, I feel the same way. I could have made that an iMovie, you know, whatever. Oh, blah, God. blah, blah. That would suck. Wild. But that's what I think all the time, like, especially, we're mostly with video games. Like, whenever oh, yeah. Sebastian, I think I've talked about this before, but whenever Sebastian showed me the new Spider Man game or the newest one, I was like, like, he showed me you can go on the, you can like walk around and like talk to people and, and just the way it looked, it looked so fucking real. Like whenever he was swinging through the right. town and I was like, I, I don't like this. <laughs> it's I so, grew up with. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't even touch the ground. When you touched the ground, it glitched and you, know, you died or something. Yeah. It's, it's so strange. The, just the, and I told him like, how, how are kids today? I mean, maybe, maybe they are, their brains are broken, but how are y'all's brains not like, you know, like pudding right Fried. now? Like how, I don't understand. <laughs> because i I don't think my my (laughs) i i I don't think my brain could have comprehended that i mean just look at the fucking first playstation game the the first spider-man playstation i don't even think he had the fucking lines in his costume like i don't (laughs) think those are it just it's so mind-blowing to me and it must be doing something to our brains right anyways Uh, (laughs) the the only thing i uh, because i didn't watch shrek 2 all the way i Mm. we stopped somewhere after justin timberlake was was there do you remember that the poster of him are you talking about the movie yeah the the poster in him yeah oh the poster and then he's in the next movie (laughs) isn't that wild i think so because i had it i i kind of want to watch the next movie after like after we're done recording i kind of want to watch well you're gonna lose today so probably uh i I will say one thing while we're on shrek that prince charming and fiona's mom look the same the exact same <laughs> they're the same hair like she needs they need some like dna he, he also look he also looks like somebody but i can't i can't put my finger on who it is he like oh, looks like yeah. a real person looks like uh the guy who plays jamie lannister I, I can't yep. take that as myself. That was Ricardo. Shout yeah, that's exactly who. That's exactly Ricardo what I was said. thinking of. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Live action. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> God, that's I would that. love that. I mean, there's a musical. Oh, my gosh. That's on Netflix. The 
the Shrek mm-hmm. the musical and it I started did you watch the whole thing? I said, I think we started Sebastian and I started like no. the first five minutes and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I will never watch that. No, I just saw the how Shrek looks. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's distracting. I've heard it's a good musical though. Like weirdly. Uh, I mean I, I I the soundtracks for these movies fucking slap. I forgot about oh, the whole yeah. number that the godmother does. Also, I forgot about human Shrek. <laughs> oh yeah. And who does he look like? He looks like somebody. Oh, for sure. Maybe like young John Goodman or something. Yeah. I don't know. I totally forgot about that. And I was like, I also hate, I think when I was younger, I I just like didn't like boys, you know, like men or stuff. But so I was like, "Eh, I don't know if he's handsome. He just, but like now I'm like, he's going to be handsome. And I hate that I think that, but he was going to handsome. Damn. (laughs) Like when I was a kid, I just didn't like that scene when he turns into a human and those girls are like, you know, like so obsessed with him. I was like, well, okay, I guess he's like, if he's human and he's like bulky, then maybe, but like, I just didn't get it. And now I'm like, yeah, I guess I get it. Like if he had a TikTok, he'd be popping right now. <laughs> human strike TikTok. <laughs> oh, uh, I really forgot to mention this too. Uh, there's a Twitter account, which how, how do you, how do people even come up with these things? Well, it's uh Every 30 minutes, this this uh, Twitter account will tweet one frame of the Shrek movie. And it's That's amazing. Uh, while I was watching Shrek, I don't know where they're at now. I don't want to look it up either. <laughs> but we, I was watching Shrek and I was telling my roommates about it. And I was, I was like looking at the thing. And then as I, as I look, it's like at the same scene. I'm like, hey, he's on this scene now. That was it. That was weird. Amazing. There are some wild Twitter accounts. Like, there's one um, that I keep seeing. Well, there's one that was like kind of a meme where um, it was like Prince Philip outlives whatever. And then they lives another day or something like that. And then the day he died, they like still tweeted. And somebody was like, you had one fucking job. Like, how did you miss that? Or there's one that, <laughs> you know, on SNL, well, you know, but I, I guess oh, the the audience. <laughs> and I, I fucking hate it, but it gets me every time. And I watch it every time. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, the weekend. And he, the way he says it is so funny. <laughs> like he's like, he's, I don't even know how to just like he's he's like disappointed not disappointed but he's like he's like a sigh of relief for him yeah yeah exactly (laughs) like I'm so glad I I'm so glad I can get that off my chest that it's the weekend can you believe it (laughs) ladies and gentlemen the weekend weekend. (laughs) that one gets me every time and it's also I that's what I hate that's a good topic of like jokes that are they're so fucking stupid and you're like why do i like this like that tiktok the guy with the orange suit oh every time i watch it every time and i know it's gonna be him and i fucking love it i love it every time and it's good because i actually just saw one of his uh like just the face that he makes he he like he goes with the trends he 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 spices it up for sure that's literally what i was about to say that i don't think it's stale yet because he doesn't let it be stale yeah he's introduced to characters exactly and because he's i saw him do usually people start to kind of like 
fizzle out when they do brand deals. Like remember the guy that the orange spray or not orange spray, ocean spray guy, the one that was like riding oh, on a whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He kind of, to me at least he kind of like fell off once he started to do the like sponsorships and wasn't as funny cause it was more corporate, but I saw he did uh, an ad for a suit place on oh, his, like, yeah. but it was still so good. Like it, it was still, because sometimes I think what ocean spray did or just like what corporate entities do is they try to like take the fun out of it rather than just be like, just keep doing what you're doing. But I just want you to like hold a glass of whatever, you know? Yeah. It was still so funny and it, it fit with what he was doing. I don't know. It was so fucking good. I could nah. talk about him for hours, but it's just, it's amazing to me what he's done. He like live streams too. It's very funny. Cause he just like, he'll go from the face and immediately like start talking at the chat. It's very funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know him other than that. And I don't want to, honestly, <laughs> I'm sorry to whoever you are. I don't want to know your name. I just want to know you as the orange suit guy. <laughs> All right. Shout out. Sorry. <laughs> little tangent. But yeah, that's all I watched. <laughs> Just TikToks and Twitter and Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, I only watch Shrek. No, that's a lie. I did watch a documentary. Oh, okay. Um, because I was like, I'm watching TikTok too much. And it was called The Last Cruise. And it was about the cruise ship that would they had oh. to where like COVID happened basically. And it was kind of like a Petri dish for just whatever. All right. Yeah. That was wild, but not, I mean, it, it was wild how much footage they had. Like it made me oh. think of that. I don't know. Just, I don't know if you ever record something or if you ever take a picture and you're like picturing the documentary that's being made and like the scene that, you know, do you know what I'm saying? No. Okay. <laughs> I'll pretend okay, so, no. Yeah. So people, so people on the ship, they like filmed themselves and they had nice cameras and they were like, well, it's day five. Like they were like talking to the camera and like, I don't know oh, if they, they knew that it was, it was going to be in a documentary, but it was still like, it just felt I, like a lot of them had it in the back of their minds. I, and like, then I sometimes, need to this. yeah. Or like morbidly, I, I'm sure other people do this. So I'll talk about it, but sometimes I'll see a picture of me and I'm like, oh, that's the one that would be playing if I got murdered and I was on Dateline. <laughs> I, I, I can get that. I, I get that. Or even further, like sometimes, like for instance, if I go to Target late at night and I'll, I'll be like listening to a podcast or something and I'll get out of my car and I'll like hear the podcast of me in my brain. Where it'll be like, oh. she she thought it was a regular night. She went to Target at eight p.m. Like she does, she yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right. And and I'll be and I'll be listening to a true crime podcast. And so I was like, what if that one covered it? And they were like, and she was listening to our podcast. Let's take a moment of silence, like that kind of thing. To our fellow fellow sword and scaler. Oh God, I don't listen to that guy anymore. But yeah. That I just think about that. I don't know why I brought this, but I think about documentaries. I do that sometimes too, where I'm like, I, I, that, I think that's partly why I don't like to film stuff or I don't like to take videos of stuff. Cause I'm like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be trying to direct it. Cause I'm going to be thinking about this is going to be in the documentary. Does that make sense? I'm I'm psychotic. (laughs) No, no, no. That's funny. It makes me think like, if if my life if it ended tragically right knock on wood i guess um 
They show my latest TikTok. <laughs> Mark Trevino also attempted TikTok fame with his, like, you know, his, like, like, completely shitting on me. Or, or clips even, of this podcast. Yeah. Stuff like that. What a weird rabbit hole. But I think people can, like, identify with that. I don't know. Let us know. Please. For the love of God, please. <laughs> I don't want to feel alone anymore. <laughs> Just make it stop, please. All right. Do you, oh, I think we didn't even talk about how we're going to do this, but. Um, now is now is the goodest time as ever. All right. So um, we're changing shit up and we're doing it without warning. <laughs> we're just going to do it. Um, but yeah, we're changing up the format. By ending the pod. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the format will so, be no more. Exactly. So we had a chat with. Each other, we consulted with our producers and we came to the conclusion that we feel like we need to change some stuff up because, I mean, to be transparent, it just sometimes, well, there you go, stale content. That's kind of the, I guess, the predicament we found ourselves in that it wasn't stale out of our, out of any fault of like the listeners or maybe of ours, I don't know, but we just feel like a change needed to be had. Um, yeah, because I mean, we're growing as people, as content producers, as podcasters. Um, and I think we needed to have our format grow with us because it just felt like we were doing the same old thing and we weren't really churning anything out that was different. It felt like to us. Yeah. Um, and not to we're, shame. We weren't really like creating new content. I feel like for what it felt like for us. And that's not like shaming the format that we had. And when I'm talking about the format, I mean, basically running through the movie beat by beat and then kind of giving our own analysis and reaction. I don't think that's a bad format. I just think that we've matured in our movie watching beyond that. And from what we've wanted to do, it feels like what we're going to be doing now is like more in that direction. And so as we're growing in our movie watching our analysis of each movie is growing and we don't really want to rely on the beat by beat, like retelling of the movie. We just want to focus on specific things that stick out to us. And we both agreed that we're ready to move on. This isn't something that I'm like, I'm getting, we're doing this and be on board for it. Like we talked about this and um, we want to move into more like in-depth discussions about key takeaways of this movie. And so I guess, do you want to, I, I wrote this, Anthony, but I don't know if you want to just like read it out loud or just give us a little summary about how it'll work each time. Yeah. So essentially um, we're each of us are going to pick the most important, I feel like morals or overall uh, overarching themes of the movie. And we're going to be giving deep dives into that, um, creating more discussion based. I feel like is where I'm going to be pulling my thoughts from. Um, uh, and as an example, so you guys can see, um, and we're going to talk, we're going to use this with Shaun of the dead, but for Kramer versus Kramer, uh, instead of giving beat by beat, we'd give, um, more of a discussion on how the movie portrays divorce or how the filmmaker, makes us want to choose one parent over the other or how marriage story is just a copy and paste version of the, of Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> um, and we'll still only talk about that movie, but it'll be, like I said, more bigger themes at play. And it could just be like, I, at least I think it'll be interesting 
too. So I think with the other format, it was just so specific that we were kind of stuck in it. I think that was a big issue. Yeah. And so now it feels like we're, I think we're still sounding very abstract about it, but I like that because at least for you, I mean, I I honestly don't know. We haven't, that's another thing. We haven't told each other what we're going to talk about. And I think we might keep that of just the mystery of like, maybe we'll prepare the same thing. Maybe we'll have like different, totally different stuff, but um, it kind of just relies on what we want to talk about. And it could be, like you said, overarching, or you say arcing? The, sure, why not? <laughs> Whatever. Um, overarching. I just don't know if I was saying that, but I think it's both. Anyways, but it could be something overarching, like an entire theme of the movie. It could be something specific. I kind of have a little bit of both, um, but we'll see. I think it would just be cool for us to to give people, I mean, you've if, hopefully you've already watched the movie. So like, there's no point in us anymore telling you what the movie's about. Yeah. But we can kind of get more in depth and give you something that you wouldn't get from just watching the movie. Amen. All right. With that being said, let's take a break and then we'll be right back. A man's uneventful life is disrupted by the zombie apocalypse in Shaun of the Dead. Directed by Edgar Wright, written by Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright, starring Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Kate Ashfield. Um, just to start off with some a little bit of fun facts, Shaun of the Dead came out on September 24, 2004. And some other movies that came out on the same day were The Forgotten, First Daughter, and The Last Shot. As far as how the critics uh, received it, 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 76% on Metacritic. So, as usual, Rotten Tomatoes is right. The others can go somewhere else. (laughs) I mean, I guess agreed. I don't know. The percentages are strange to me. All right, so since this is your movie, I say you go first. How many do you have? I have three topics I'd like to discuss. I thought I had three, but I mainly have two. Okay. Um, So the first is probably the most obvious. Um, I feel like I tend to lean towards more of the technical side of the movies. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's natural that we have to talk about the way Edgar Wright edits his movies and the way he integrates sound and his movies. I'm very First glad you all, picked that. Because <laughs> I want to do it, but I don't know. I don't know enough about his movies to like do that. Well, here's some here's some homework for you and for people at home. Okay. Go watch Hot Fuzz. Because there's... You don't have to watch the whole movie. You could just look up Hot Fuzz fight scene. I've seen that. And that is like quintessential Edgar Wright the way it's just it's cut so perfectly I mean in this movie does it pretty well especially when he's kind of like recapping the plan to uh Mm. Nick Frost character he does that like multiple times like that is really good and a little bit with the action sequences but more so with in Hot Fuzz that that's like fight sequence is like perfect and 
I think that's really well with uh, specifically not so much the the music, but it integrates well with like the sounds. Like any cuts like directly with it, mm-hmm. and I've I've kind of like tried to emulate that in some of my videos that I've made, just because I really I just feel like it immerses the the audience in a specific way mm-hmm. because you could be in a movie and the the sound's going to be there. Cause it's the only thing you're going to hear besides people eating popcorn or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just like that, it's just so satisfying that all, everything happens at like the cues all at once, yeah. you know? So I, I, I really, really admire that. And, and the other movie that just like f- came to my mind as I was writing this down was baby driver. And mm-hmm. also you, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, that's who I didn't I didn't know it was Edgar Wright, to be honest. But it makes sense now that you say that mm-hmm. the editing is perfect, especially once he jumps out that window. Yeah. And Scott Pilgrim. It's also it's it, a good way to describe it as satisfying. I would have never yeah. thought to. But yeah, it is because you hear the angering thing that I think I want to blame Edgar Wright for is that you hear really good beats in movies and they're not moving along to them. And I'm like, why the fuck aren't you? Yeah. And an example I can think of that I don't think was Edgar Wright is you're going to be so upset that I, I, I'm going to bring this up, but it's Suicide Squad (laughs) trailer. So their trailer, the new one for the movie. No, the, the old one, the like 2017 or whatever, Mm -hmm. that trailer, it's kind of, I don't know if they did it first. They probably did not but, uh, it's, it's a queen song. That oh, I like kind of sinks with like bullet shells hitting the ground. Mm-hmm. That's really nice and satisfying, which I can't think of a better word. It's just like it's just so perfect. Mm-hmm. It just makes the most sense. And I wish I was Edgar Wright in the fact that like I perfected it or I used that and that was my thing I was known for. Like it's such Ooh, a cool yeah. thing. Cause then, I mean, I'm sure, well, I don't know if you do it right. I feel like it'd be fine. But now everybody that does that is derivative of him. Yeah. It's just, he does it so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I could see people thinking it's disorienting in the way he moves the camera. But mm. I mean, it, it like zones you in, in the experience. Yeah. At least for me. And Kayla, she, I started watching this movie like right after we recorded and then I got tired and fell asleep. (laughs) I started watching it again today and she like got hooked. I don't know if it was specifically for this, but like I could definitely see that being someone like drawing someone in just because it's so unique. I would say too, it's kind of hard to not pay attention to that. Like it's like, I love movies that basically are like demanding your attention yeah but not in a very not in an annoying way yeah it's he he just does it so perfectly agreed so that that was that was my first deep dive okay go watch hot fuzz that fight scene and the entirety of baby driver specifically if you don't want to spend that much time uh specifically the first scene honestly where he's the getaway driver and it's like Ooh, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, 
Well, now that you've talked about something technical, I was going to start with something like historical, but I'm going to also go into a technical thing that I loved from this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I never really thought about until doing a little bit of research. So I want to talk about the one takes. I think they only do like two, one or two. Um, But specifically Mm -hmm. the day that the zombie invasion starts when Sean like walks from his place to the corner shop and doesn't notice any of the zombies in the streets or the, like the corpses that are walking around. I mean, he just goes about his regular day, that specific scene. So that was actually shot in one long unbroken take. Um, And that is something known as not only just a one take, but something called a oneer. That's I guess an industry term for them. And these shots are intended to appear as if they're taken in one uninterrupted take in a lot of cases like in this movie they're actually shot in one take but sometimes that's not the case um sometimes and you can kind of tell at least i can kind of tell when you're really noticing like you can see cuts or like sneaky cuts whenever like a big one i forget what they called them there's like a specific term for them but basically like say you're past the person that we're looking at that we're following it passes a wall or something that's probably a cut like something like that Right. Not a wall, but they like pass in between, like, let's say there's like a pillar somewhere and they pass in between that. That's typically a place that's easy to cut. Right. Um, but this one was not, it was actually a one shot. Um, and if done well, and like in this movie, it does, they do it very well. You keep your scene moving in a very seamless and masterful way. Like this one, at least for me, it feels like when you do one really well, you can barely notice it. Like you don't, you notice that it's happening, but you're not like, holy shit. Like that was a one, that was one take. Um, it's very seamless, but if you do it terribly and there's a lot of movies that do it terribly, I wish I have a good example. I I, I feel like there's a lot of action movies that do it really terribly. Um, it can just look like you just wanted to show us that you could do it. So you did it (laughs) like a very indulgent, very pretentious kind of thing. And so this movie really, um, avoids that and i well and you also may be asking anthony like how (laughs) how does one do a one take well and if you shut the hell up for a second then i'll I'll tell you (laughs) i was legitimately thinking that because there's so much pressure on everyone involved to just get it perfectly right exactly and i can't really give you the technical stuff (laughs) like i can't give you exactly how to do that i mean it's a lot of choreography it's a lot of not just with the actors, but with the camera person, with the extras, like it, it's a lot Lighting. of coordinating. Exactly. Right. Um, but I can show, I can tell you the three elements that you need to have in a one take to make it a seamless, masterful scene. Cause like okay. I said, even if you can do it, even, even if you have the manpower to do it, like the technicality, the choreographer, even if you have all that doesn't necessarily mean that you should be doing it. And so there's three things that you can look at. So first is the setting. So in this case, it's Sean's home, not his exact home, but his neighborhood. And we see him move really effortlessly through this neighborhood. And that's what a lot of one takes kind of have to have like a familiarity and effortlessness so that not only the camera, but the viewer and Sean, were all moving throughout this neighborhood. Like we know it. So right. the setting is a, is a good way to do that. Um, And it's perfectly showcased in just one uninterrupted walk from, like I said, from his home to the corner shop. 
The second is the character. You have to know who the character is and you have to establish like who we're following, because if it's not compelling enough, then one take can be like, well, who am I supposed to be looking at? Um, and the comedy in the scene has to do a lot with how oblivious Sean is to his surroundings. Oh. Like that's the whole point of the scene. Right. And with scenes before it, with his girlfriend, we're already set up to, to know exactly how daft and oblivious this guy is. Like that's his whole kind of character arc. And Sean. So we, we see this from Sean and we already know this. We've already established that he's just not a great boyfriend because he doesn't pay attention to what her needs are or he gives, he like has promises that he can't deliver. It just basically just not overall, just not paying attention to what's happening in his relationship. And you can just take, you can just see this. You see this in the beginning scene, but you can just see this reestablished through this one scene because he's just going about his day. He's not really noticing any huge changes that are happening around him. Slips on the blood. Exactly. Like he, he sees the little handprints, doesn't do it. Like he just is, you, you can, you kind of know this about him because you're like, Oh, this guy's actually stupid. Like he's actually does not know what's happening. Like kind of like if his girlfriend like dyed her hair, he wouldn't, he would not, no and he wouldn't like say anything about it and it's such a the the huge change in the scenery and how how like how much of this like the same he is it's just so funny it's such a funny combination and a really brilliant way this one take is a really brilliant way to underline this issue not just in his own life but in his relationship to liz that led her to dumping him so that's like the whole character bit the last thing is the plot. So obviously this is the inciting incident to Sean's discovery of the zombies. And he's not even the first person that knows about it. We are. (laughs) So it, yeah, it just, it is a perfect way to start the rest of the movie because the rest of the movie is about them escaping these zombies. So that is the way to have a one take. Basically the questions to ask yourself, should I have a one take in here? Or is it just like, do I just want to show that I can like choreograph a, a, car scene that is in one take do you you don't act do you need that or do you just want to show us that you can do that you know do you need 1917 (laughs) is that a movie you need to happen i mean i guess it's it's a cool that's the thing (laughs) is that is that movie good or is it a gimmick like i guess it's good and i I mean i will say that i I like i I did like that the movement is linear and so is the timeline so that makes sense right but yeah, there you go. And so next, I want to talk about change. Mm. So, um, one thought after, like, I finished the movie, I had turned off the TV, is if any of that happened, if the zombie apocalypse didn't happen, Sean would have been stuck in the same spot. Like, like, because at the end of the movie, they end, they he gets back together with Liz. He's... Mm-hmm seemingly a better person um at least liz thinks that enough to be with him again but he just he would never would have changed no, nothing would have been would have like ha- a zombie exactly and that's actually perfect because two points in the movie they kind of like give that hint to where he's like yawning and it's like kind of a zombie and he's like walking like a zombie <laughs> yeah it was really funny, but it just makes me think of, cause I've had a, I've had this conversation actually funny enough with a, a friend of mine 
on how, uh, cause she's talking about like changes in her job and she has a decision that she wants to make. I want to get into details, but What's she's just scared of change. <laughs> it's just like, uh, people are scared of change, but that's not necessarily a bad thing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think it's, it's not, uh, entirely new thought mm-hmm. that change is necessary. Change is kind of vital to become a better person, to just learn different things about yourself, about people around you. Like he learned so much about the people around him. He learned, uh, to love his stepdad even mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, even if it was at the end of his life, <laughs> his stepdad's life, he learned that he really did care for him and he just, he wanted to be that fatherly figure, but he just really couldn't be that for him. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Just the, the theme of change within this movie. Well, I also like that. Uh, the one thing I can talk or I, I really love about this movie is that, <clears throat> I mean, it's kind of, it feels weird to say this about a movie about zombies, but it feels very realistic yeah. that it, it kind of, it, it does talk about change and how much he changes, but it still has those elements of showing that he's, he's kind of the same. Like yeah. there's not much change that he had to do to keep his girlfriend. Like, yeah, I actually wrote down two things that I think, well, Sean didn't hate his stepdad at the end and mm-hmm. he kind of became a leader and Liz was like, yeah, that's enough. Yeah. I mean, especially I think that a good way that you can see that is the like, the gag about him walking like a zombie. Like he does that in the beginning and at the end. And so there's not, like I said, there's not much change. Like he still is waking up what it looks like, like in the middle of the day, going downstairs and sitting down and watching TV. Like there's not, it's not like he's, you know, going on a run or something. (laughs) So I think what, what I really like is that they're not, they're not saying like, Oh, you need to be a new per You need to be a different person for Liz to want you. He just had to like, not, he just had to pay attention and he just had to not make reservation or not, not take her to a pub for their anniversary. You know, like there's like things that you can do to, to change for the better. And that's like the thing about relationships. It's very cheesy, but it's very true that the, you, that the person that you're supposed to be with that they don't it's not that they want you to be a different person but they want you like are because of them you're motivated to be a better person right but they should i mean i guess i I, that's not the issue right like that the issue isn't that she didn't want him is that she just didn't want him to do certain things that weren't hard for him not to do like it's not hard to just remember to make a reservation it it's also really funny that the part of the reason that they broke up was the Winchester, the pub that they (laughs) spent so much time. And that's like where shit went down. Mm -hmm. I, that there's no way that's a coincidence. Well, yeah, that's, that's just like, that's good. Props to you, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. That's, that's good. That's some good stuff right there. Good movie. (laughs) Well, I guess kind of of the same vein, unless you still have more stuff to talk about. So I do want to talk a little bit about, um, before my, uh, after my, not after, before my last thing that I think is a good way to end. Um, I want to talk about the, uh, this movie seems like obviously a zombie movie, obviously about a relationship, obviously about change, but also an ode to friendship is what I like to call it. Oh, yes. 
So Sean and Ed's a fun fact to start this off is Sean and Ed's, I think it's his, that's his name, right? Ed. I think so. Um, their friendship is based on Simon Pegg, who plays Sean, and Nick Frost, who plays Ed. Their relationship, because they used to share a flat together. And it does really show in this movie because this friendship feels very deep and loving, yet very understated and easy. And I really <laughs> love this kind of friendship. And I don't think it's represented a ton in media. Like, I feel like when you have a best friend in a movie, it's like all consuming. Like it's, it's the, it's the only thing, right? Like Booksmart right. is the one I can think of where they're like, they're, it's very intense. And this one, I guess it, in the way it kind of is, but not really. Like it feels very effortless the way that they care about each other. It feels um, like a typical best friend relationship. At least one that I'm used to. I'm sure there are intense yeah. ones and not to say that those are bad, but like, I'm just not used to those. Um, right. Yeah. And there's a couple of things that I want to talk about, just like random notes I had. Um, but I really like the shorthand that they seem to have that does translate really easily into knowing somebody. I do wonder though, if it has to, um, if that had to do with them being good actors or them already knowing each other. <laughs> so I don't know how much credit to give to the writing or to, the acting, you know, I feel like it's, it's a combination of the two regardless. It's so funny because everybody in this movie, I feel like everybody in his movies talk really fast, which I mean, I do too. So like I get it, but I don't know, just it's, it feels like they have some sort of like way of speaking with each other that just feels like it, it feels and sounds like it's built on years of friendship, which I really like. Um, but then with like with any other friendship, there's a ton of flaws. So the first thing is the enabling through his comfort, through Ed's comfort. So the way he goes above and beyond to comfort Sean after their breakup is very sweet. Um, but it does show really well how enabling comfort can be. Um, cause I mean, he just talks shit about her the whole time. Like he doesn't really dissect any of what Sean Sean's issue is, which I mean, sometimes that's what you want to go to certain friends for, right? Like some friends right. are good for just like venting. Some are good for talking shit. Some are good for like calling you out on your shit. But in this case, I feel like he could have been a little bit more like, Hey, let's dissect what you've done to get here. But he's like, no, fuck her. Um, <laughs> let's drink. Just, yeah. Just getting him drunk. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if, know if I want to say that's like a terrible way to come for your friend, but the way they're doing it doesn't feel like a great idea. Um, yeah. Another, I guess, flaw is the platonic jealousy that Ed seems to have and non-romantic jealousy, which I really liked seeing. Um, because Ed seems to really hate the girlfriend for like, not honestly, no reason. Um, and then I realized, Oh, it's probably because he's just jealous that she takes up his time from him. Yeah. But it's never, well, there's only one case. And I think, I don't know if I talked about it, but there is, I I do like that nobody really makes any, like y'all are really close jokes. People just know that they're really good friends, except for that one shitty guy. But he'd like, nobody likes him anyways, where he was like, well, like, are you guys gay or something? Or yeah, your boyfriend. And he was, and they like leaned into it. Like he was like, yeah, babe. I liked that because they were like, whatever. Um, yeah. And then we see the friendship starting to fray a little bit when Ed and Sean's way of dealing with the apocalypse is completely different. And to also bring in, um, what you're talking about, I think that has to do with just the way that they're growing up and the way that, I mean, 
I can imagine that an apocalypse makes you grow up really fast. And Ed doesn't really seem like he wants to. He seems like still stuck in the like, I mean, he doesn't leave the Winchester, right? Like, like you said, it's a big symbol and he doesn't leave it and he doesn't want to. But Sean does. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. He like doesn't care about what's happening, but Sean is taking it seriously. And so, yeah, I think that's a good way of showing that some friends just like grow out of each other. You know, um, yeah. And then, oh, I already did talk about David making fun of them. Um, and then it was really sad. Like <laughs> a lot of Sean's loved ones just like passed, <laughs> just like died. Um, but this one was like weirdly sad. I don't, I think I missed when he was bit. Was it whenever all of them like came inside? First of all, why did that girl like run outside for that guy? Oh, stupid. He, he treated her so like. Yeah, he was very <laughs> shitty to her. It was uh, he yeah. had he was gonna make a Molotov, and then he, <laughs> yeah. he got, he got, got caught. Bit. He got caught. Yeah. And then at the end, the friendship is still alive, even though Ed is dead and a zombie. I mean, um, it's not that different. The only thing is, like, he's chained up. Like, he all he did was play games and yeah. drank beer. But I just I like that. I feel like it's very a very sweet thing. Yeah. Um. That he didn't kill him. That he didn't have it in him to kill him. That he kept him around so he can have a a buddy. Weird, yeah. but I guess kind of sweet. Yeah. All right. And so to end this, I want to go. This is like my deepest of dives, and I couldn't help myself. But I want to talk about the history of zombies in movies. So this is a little history lesson. So just buckle in. So the first appearance of a zombie in a film is believed to be Victor Halperin's movie White Zombie, which was released in 1932. But then the popularity of these creatures peaked in 1968 with George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead, which I don't know if you've seen it. I don't think I've seen it. I don't think so. Very old movie. Um, This trend seemed to stay throughout the 60s and 70s, but dropped off a little bit in the 80s and 90s. Um, But then zombie or zombie films seemed to perform pretty terribly in the box office during this time. And the seemingly dead zombie film genre miraculously came back to life. (laughs) I wrote that. Um, (laughs) In the early 2000s, thanks to Japanese zombie video games like Resident Evil. Still very popular. Yeah, I didn't know it was early 2000s either. I thought it was like a more of 2010s game, but I don't know. I don't know anything about games. Um, but this inspired a new wave of Western zombie films, including 28 Days Later, A Dawn of the Dead remake, and Shaun of the Dead. And I wanted to pause and ask, do you have a favorite zombie film? It'd either be this one or uh, Zombieland. Ooh, I forgot about Zombieland. I think mine might be Zombieland. Yeah, uh, that, one's a, that one's a classic right there. That's childhood. <laughs> Exactly. All right. So now I'm not sure if I, I, well, I'm sure that we've seen all like all of us have seen a, a semblance of a monster movie or a creature movie, but something that is sort of unique to these specific creatures is the spectrum that they seem to exist on because not one zombie is created equally. So let's go over the different kinds that there are. I broke them down into three just based off of memory. Um, I'm sure there's a lot different kinds and they're once you get into the top three that i have they can get into like 
very specific things like where this one is they're similar zombies but this one like turns green or you know like something like very specific like that but right. the top three um the first one i like to call the ogs so these are the typical like classic zombies they're slow <clears throat> they don't really talk um they i think they just gargle or gurgle is the um term that i used um and they look like they're instantly rotted which always which has always bothered me <laughs> But I'll get into that a little bit. Um, and these zombies seem to appear in earlier depictions, like in Night of the Living Dead, where they're just creating... I mean, it's new, right? So they're just creating a scary creature, and they don't really need to have any sort of like distinctive features. The next I like to call the realistic bunch. So these... The zombies in this movie in Shaun of the Dead are what I would classify under this category. Because they have a ton of the OG characteristics, but... Their most notable feature to me is that they don't have that signature zombie look. They look like what I would imagine a zombie would look like. Because one thing I never stood about zombies is why they instantly look horrific. But I also think now thinking about it, I think it depends on the the way that they're turned into zombies. Um, But for like, Some movies, it just seems like they turn you look from like a normal person directly into like rotting skin, green, like red eyes, like that kind of stuff. And I don't think that's as realistic. So that's why I'm like, I feel like these zombies still look like the shell of what they were. Um, Yeah. And I like that these seem to slowly change. They do have the gurgly sound, which I guess could come with your brain rotting or whatever happens when you become a zombie. I get that. Um, they're also still very slow and Simon Pegg actually gave an explanation for that when an interview, when an interviewer asked why they don't like run, like why they are slow moving zombies. And he said, quote, because death is not an energy drink. (laughs) (laughs) Great point. Which brings us to the last set of zombies, which I I like to call, I couldn't come up with a name. So I called them the CrossFit class. Because these zombies are on fucking steroids. (laughs) And if you think about World War Z, these are the scariest zombies I could possibly think of. They're like zombies from a cult. I will live and die for for what it takes to have some brains. Exactly. And they don't they don't just like run. They fucking sprint. And I don't know if you remember that one scene in World War Z where they climb over a fucking wall and they just like throw themselves. That's why I said they're like ants because they just like (laughs) (laughs) they're just like all for one, one for all. Because that is fucking terrifying. And they're ruthless. (laughs) If you want to know, like I said, watch World War Z. I am legend, kind of. Okay, that's a good thing. that I'm glad you brought that up because. Oh, I watched that. that. I forgot about that. Ooh, such a good movie because Shrek, Shrek brought you there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's the classic Shrek I Am Legend pipeline. <laughs> um, Been there, done that. But is that a zombie movie? Uh, Are those zombies? Because do they, I mean, I feel like, do they they turn into other creatures? Yes. Do they die first? I don't know. They're definitely infected. I don't, I don't know. I feel like. They might be. <laughs> I don't think so because in the movie like Will Smith's trying to get a antidote. I don't think you have an antidote for death. And zombies are dead. Yeah. Or I mean as we'll learn a little bit later, 
Sometimes the antidote is love. Okay. <laughs> so let's. <laughs> I'm so that. sorry. So let's talk about how to become a zombie. So this can range from a virus like in Train to Busan. Oh, that's my favorite zombie movie. I totally forgot about oh. that movie. It's very good. Um, a chemical leak like in a movie that's not as widely known called The Girl with All the Gifts. That's also another good one. I think. That should be on a streaming service somewhere. I don't know where, but it's probably on something. Or radiation, like in Night of the Living Dead. For this movie, um, they don't really tell us what it was. Um, I think they make a joke that they found out it's not from like an infected animal because in 28 days later, it's from like a rat infested or like a, I think a rat gave a monkey like some sort of disease and that's how it happened. Like it's not, we don't know what it is for this movie, but it also like... When it comes to other movies, it just, it, it can be whatever, you know? Right. Um, yeah. We also do know, and this is typical of a lot of movies where, um, it can be spread by a bite. I think that's it. I think that's a distinguished or not distinguished. That's an element that's in a lot of zombie oh, yeah. movies, or at least in every one of them. Um, and the transformation into a zombie also differs. So in this movie, it seems to happen pretty fast, like in a couple of minutes. Although the timing almost, the timing mostly adheres to the comedic timing, it seems like. I don't think I ever, I didn't time it. But I think the stepdad, it takes a little bit longer than the mom. Like it, it no, just, the it, mom's, well, the mom and Philip last pretty long. yeah. But like, that's what I mean, though. It, it doesn't seem like it is like 10 minutes. It seems like it's just whatever the movie needs. Yeah, at that time. It, they're definitely used for specific <laughs> purposes to carry the, the story. Yeah, but I mean, I only noticed that whenever I was doing this. I don't I don't think it's like super noticeable. But in yeah. a movie like World War Z, it's very fast. And I do think I didn't fact check this, but I do think that Brad Pitt even times it. Like in the, I can sure think the, it's at the very beginning. Oh, and because it's a toy. There's a toy that his daughter has and it has a specific timer. And I think he see, we see the transformation into a zombie and it's like in a matter of like seconds. Yeah. Um, but in the classic night of the living dead, it can take hours. So that also, it also depends. Exactly. Um, and how to kill a zombie. This is, we learn in this movie that they can be destroyed by removing the head or destroying the brain. And this is typical in most zombie movies. I think this is kind of another, like across the board, that's how you kill them. Um, but in addition, in the night of the living dead, which was like one of the OG ones, um, they can also be repelled or stopped by fire. I think in, well, I'm sure in World War Z that doesn't, they don't give a fuck because I don't know what's going on with them. Um, but yeah, I also should have looked up another thing, but it seems like they also are, like a lot of their attention is brought by sound. That's sound another, or light, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's, I was wondering like if the fire thing has anything to do with that, but I don't know. All right. And so the last thing is living with zombies. So Zombies, for the most part, are just brainless creatures that inhabit the shell of a human body. <coughs> Sorry, turning into a zombie. I only have five minutes. Um, but in some movies, they are portrayed as more sentient beings. So like in Girl, The Girl with All the Gifts, the movie centers on human zombie hybrid children that are basically normal until they get hungry. 
Um, and then there's movies like Warm Bodies, which I don't know if Why? you remember that one. <laughs> Why would you mention this movie? <laughs> I had to. It's such a good one. Um, so in this movie, zombies are, they don't only have thoughts and feelings, but they can be loved into being human again. So that, I think that's the, I think I would say that's the the lesson. <laughs> From Shaun of the Dead for just all zombies. Yeah, just that love is the cure. Love yeah. cures all. Yeah, I would say so. It's kind of beautiful if you think about it. <laughs> Okay, sorry, last thing. Moving on. <clears throat> and so this movie is different in that they cannot be fully returned to human life, um, but they're used for labor, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I think is the most realistic version of what would happen, especially in America. So, Oh, for sure. They're like, oh, we can exploit their labor? Fucking put them on <laughs> cart duty at the market. Put them to work. <laughs> especially, they don't, they don't have, they don't, all they need is flesh uh they don't get tired um we don't have to pay them uh once our living employees die they'll come back <laughs> it's like it's win-win wow i didn't think about that yeah there you go employee that's not for life. that's not depressing <laughs> employee for life after life there you go oh man okay <laughs> so Capitalism. i guess my question after all this is how realistic is or are zombies. And if you think they could happen, what movie do you think mirrors what actually would happen? Oh, it's definitely going to happen without a doubt. I feel like <laughs> it's not oh, a matter yeah. of if it's a matter of when, um, and I mean, this Pfizer shot's going to do something to me. I already know. It. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like it will probably be like, wait, are you serious that you think it's going to happen? Oh yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> whoa, wait, whoa, wait, maybe. What? Explain. A virus that uh, controls a host. I'm pretty sure that it already exists. Okay, but not in, not like a zombie where it eats people. Why not? I just don't think that's realistic. Okay, I don't think you, it is. <clears throat> if I don't think I, it can happen feasibly. Uh, I think we'd get invaded by aliens before zombies happen. Okay, that's just as likely. <laughs> I don't think it's just as likely. Are you serious? Are Are you telling me you don't think aliens are out there and are looking for other life? No, I think that. But I'm saying I don't think zombies can exist. Either you sound really dumb or I sound really dumb right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on who you ask. Honestly. Yeah. I Let us think, know. You think that like zombies and how they how they look in movies that that could happen. Okay. Maybe not like maybe not the CrossFit class, but I think definitely a form and Shaun of the Dead probably is realistic because this the the sophistication of a virus <laughs> to like control a host that well to run like a World War Z zombie very low. But to even function enough to eat something. Yeah, because how how else is it gonna keep on going? That's that's all it needs. All it needs is to eat. And that, that's all it needs. Could it take over brain function though? Because why not? I'm, I'm just thinking about like when people have strokes and they have to learn how to walk again. 
I don't think a virus can just figure out how to do that. I, I think that's completely different. Maybe we just have the term zombies. Like yeah, the, the I feel zombie like, idea, like different. Yeah. Cause I, I, I don't think World War Z type would ever happen. God, I hope. <laughs> I'm, out, I'm out, brother. Yeah. But I but I think some some form could happen. I don't know, like for sure. feel certain. like it's turning into the Joe Rogan <laughs> Oh, but okay, but what I mean for shits and gigs, let's not actually get into like I, I feel like Shaun of the Dead would be pretty realistic. I think I think um as far as what might happen, very likely. <laughs> Hmm, I, I think I am legend say, is pretty could happen. Yeah. As long as I have Shrek <laughs> and Bacon. Or, or Zombie Land, honestly. Zombie Land is Ooh. not Zombie Land is a good one. I do have but a those, zombie survival guide. So I do oh, I, yeah? I know what to do in the event of the only thing I obtained from that book is where to go. And you where, shouldn't where you well I I what I remember Please. is where you shouldn't go. You shouldn't go to a hospital. Okay. You shouldn't go to a grocery store. This seems shouldn't very go, obvious. Um, I think they said you shouldn't go to a school. Like you, you should go to a place that's high, like above ground. Um, well, first of all, when it when it starts, <laughs> when the evasion starts, you should get to the highest point of your home. Correct. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I that's all I remember is that you because I I was baffled by not going to like I think they said a grocery store. Yeah, because everyone's gonna go there. Well, also, but they're also not secure. Like you, I think they said I don't remember what they said actually. Maybe my HGB could never. Man, HGB is a fortress. I already know it. <laughs> <laughs> if they can handle angry people for the pandemic, just try to get some shit to wipe their ass with. <laughs> And they can handle zombies. No store does more. <laughs> My <HB. laughs> Um, But yeah, that, that's what I think. I don't think I it'd be am- as fun as this movie, though. No. That's one thing I, I was like, I didn't know if this was my third one, but it's this movie is so funny. It's it just so funny. It's very, very funny. Like, just go watch it. If you haven't, <laughs> if you made it this far, go watch the damn thing. Yeah, I shouldn't have. Ended on such a sad, like, zombies are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready. I also didn't know that Simon Pegg was a co like, wrote this with him. I didn't Me know neither. Me neither. Fun. Yeah, very All funny. Right. I, well, I want to keep the what, what prop would you steal? I think that's a good way to end. What prop oh, would you yeah. steal? I completely forgot about this. I'd probably take, oh, as a kid, I always thought. Um, the cricket bat was a fan blade. Mm. <laughs> Did she really? I don't know I why. Mean, I don't think that's completely stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does look like that. Uh, so either the cricket bat, uh, any part of his outfit. No, no, the the tag, his name tag, probably. Hmm. I want the jukebox, or. Um, the hats that they wore when they were singing, when they were doing that, like hip hop routine. Oh yeah. That, that was funny. One of those hats, the TV, one of the records. 
Oh yeah, when he was, it was like the Batman soundtrack, mm-hmm. and he chucked it. I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, why? No. And you turn it off, and you text me, "We can't do this movie anymore." <laughs> I'm, I'm literally shaking. <laughs> I cannot do I'm this. <laughs> you should have texted me that scene. <laughs> I, I am shaking. Shaking. It's either from fear. <laughs> Or from anger, but I'm shaking. Did you actually fall asleep and not continue, or is it because of that scene you were just red I was with anger? Broken. <laughs> this movie broke me down to my absolute core. You're like to calm me down. I had to watch I Am Legend, <laughs> where no Batman record is touched, and they watch. It's actually Shrek. the Batman versus Superman was predicted then. Okay. I, kind of whatever. <laughs> All right. Oh. Yeah, no, whatever. What? <laughs> Just a little Say movie it. news. Alfred Molina confirmed that he's going to be in the new Spider-Man. <laughs> we all knew that. Like, why is everybody acting like... Yeah, but he confirmed it. Regardless if we knew it, he confirmed it. Okay. All right. What um, a weird place to say that. <laughs> I, I don't know why it made me think of that. Um, good movie. Great movie. I give good it a 95%. <laughs> a five just because... <clears throat> It wasn't longer. No, I I really love this movie. <laughs> oh, do I have to give it a percentage? No, I just said that. Whatever. What do you think about it? I liked it a lot. I forgot. I I would say if I wanted to. Well, I haven't seen the World's End one, but if mm. I had to pick, um, I would say that Hot Fuzz might be my favorite. Mm. Out of the Cornetto trilogy. But I haven't seen World's End, so I can't fully say. But I, I, yeah, I think, I mean, but they're all good that it's kind of like. They're like really good. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ready to be defeated? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. So now- said, that was like the least confident I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, so if you guys are familiar with uh, Six Degrees of, of Kevin Bacon, uh, that that whole thing, we have our own <laughs> version of it where we make it a little mini game. It's called the Family Tree Game. Um, so if you guys know that, you basically already know how to play. Basically, we choose one actor from the movie that I picked, one actor from Olivia will pick one from the one that she picked, and we'll try to connect them with the least amount of connections. The one who has the least amount of connections wins and the loser's punishment is that they have to watch a movie that the other person picked, which is why Olivia watched Shrek. Um, and we wrote down our actors beforehand, so I will read mine from my notebook. Uh, Bill Nye <laughs> is my character. Fuck you. <laughs> you also didn't say his name right. It's um, Nye. I looked is it, it up. Is it Nye? Okay. I looked it up. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman? Kramer versus Kramer. I know. What? Out of the two well-known actors? All right. Five minutes on the clock. Let's go. Okay. So, um, I'm just a genius. I know how to do research. I have perfected this game now i'm just fine i don't want to get too cocky <laughs> but i do know how to do research now i just like i in my brain i just create so many trees just like with little possibilities and i just throw out there that's what i do um, too 
but I didn't I get to do it better. Okay, so we're gonna start with Bill Nye. How okay. would you pronounce it? I I don't know. Nye? Like there's like a there's still like it's not just Nye. I think it's like Nye. Nye. Yeah. Bill it, Nye. I don't think it matters, but yeah. Bill Nye was in Love Actually. <laughs> <laughs> with Emma Thompson. God fucking damn it. Okay. Yeah. Emma Thompson was in the Meyerowitz stories with Dustin Hoffman. Is that the full title? The Meyerowitz stories? Look it up. Is <laughs> I uh, with Bill Nye, I went through so many different things. Like he's in Harry Potter. Yeah, I went yes, to it is it is the Meyerowitz stories twenty seventeen. Okay. I thought that was a subtitle, but I don't think so. Whatever. 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 I see. Okay. On Wikipedia, it says the Myrid stories parentheses new and selected. Oh, I think I have a broken tree. I think that is the subtitle. That's it's, it's on the, it's on the poster. I mm, yeah, I don't know. I, we can have we can have somebody rule on that, but I would say I would say that's that's a bust right there too. Because I almost chose that one, but I knew that there was. I, I was like, I think there's a subtitle, so I don't want to even touch it. Look on Netflix. Okay. Is it on Netflix? Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna check on Netflix if it does have it. Do you do you want to go based on Netflix? Sure. Meyerowitz. Yeah. It does? Yeah. The <laughs> story is new and cool. Okay. So if you get one valid, then you win. But right. I will say mine was elegant. That, that pretty good. I totally forgot about love, actually. All right. So mine, <coughs> I have, I have, I have, I have four. Okay. Theories. Carry on. Um, Dustin Hoffman was in Meet the Fockers with True. Robert De Niro. Very true. Robert De Niro was in Silver Linings Playbook with Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Jennifer Lawrence is in Mother with Donald Gleason. Donald Gleason is in About Time with Bill Nye. Thank you. That's, that's a good one right there. There it is. I almost went Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I forgot about that one too. He's in so much. You know, I only did research on um, Dustin Hoffman, mm. which so gave me Meet the Fockers because I forgot he was in that. Mad props to you. Thank you for that. It's one. good to. This feels right. You know, <laughs> back back to our assigned roles. Yeah, but it's okay. I'm gonna. I was debating on what I should do. But I think I'll make you watch a good movie or a movie that I like at least and has Simon Pegg in it because I'm just curious to see if you like it. Um, But it's called Man Up and it's on HBO Max. It used to be on Netflix. They took it off and I was very sad because I watched it all the time. Um, But yeah, Man Up on HBO Max for you to watch. Sounds but good. as far as our viewers, so for the next time, I'm sticking with classic movies 
that people always tell me to watch and I always ignore them. Um, but this time I wanted to look at a list and I found a list from Complex that's 100 movies you should watch before you die. And I selected from that list, this is Spinal Tap on HBO okay. Max because I hear about it all the time and I've never seen it. And I know there's a lot of references from it. Again, I have no idea what people are talking about. So now I want to yeah. know. There's like dial it up to 11, right? I know yeah, that's... Yeah, I, I know that's a huge thing. Don't know what it means. I feel like I've made that reference <laughs> in this podcast and I just feel like a fraud. <laughs> Not anymore. Not after this. Yeah. So Sounds this is good. Spinal Tap for next time on HBO Max with our new format. Let us know what you think about the new format. If there's any notes that you have, I love, we love feedback. So let us know. Please yeah all right that's all i have thank you to you guys thank you to alfred molina just you know you know you know what for (laughs) that's his name right i didn't just say a random name yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) okay yes but here i was trying to find to see if we had any reviews but we do not (laughs) i thought you were trying to like play it and then put it uh, the phone uh, up to the mic <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna play us out <laughs> no, I, at I first was i to thought see... you found out a way to do it and i was like oh that's cool like a live uh, thing <laughs> i think i could but no i was trying to see um just because uh apple podcast is weird and i don't know how to get to our page to see the reviews but i have to like click mm-hmm. on an episode and Anyways, I'm just going to leave that in because it's funny. Okay. (laughs) All right. See you next time. Bye.